that's right. Whoa, shit, that's loud. I gotta turn that down. That is fucking loud. <laughs> wow, what was that? Um, what, this? Unfucking believable. No, I can't hear anymore. Unfucking believable. Whatever you just did, I can't hear. Did you hear. turn her down? There. Yeah, I'm not plugged into that one. I'm no, she's plugged one. in up there, so it's this oh. green one. You gotta turn up a little bit. Sorry, guys, I have new, and then you new have mics and new, new equipment. Stop. Then you have your own control. And now you're fucking suddenly talking louder. I'm not. Yeah, well. I'm, I haven't changed anything. I'm talking exactly the same. Oh, you've changed. This is the new Utah <laughs> podcast, by the Holy way. Holy shit, that's We loud. are, uh, we're, you're number two or three or something over there. I don't fucking I'm know. three. You're the only thing plugged in over there. Yep. So, uh, we have some new equipment, um, some, some failures of cords that I ordered to try and create a better experience, so I'll have to go back to the drawing board on those. We have new mic stands. For fancy. Um, I'm actually, the, the mic stand thing, I'm really happy about. So these were, um, these were cheap too. These are like 10 bucks a piece. That's not bad. No, and they're nice and stable. They That's don't about fucking, what we paid for our others, and they're under, yeah, yeah, that's good. And these ones don't rock around. Now, I'm these ones are a lot heavier <laughs> than the other ones, so really don't want to travel with these ones, so they're staying here in the studio. Uh, which, we're, we're back in the studio, by the way. It's episode 127, uh, coming at you not live, but live. They're not live. Halloween 2018. Yes, thank you. That's really loud. It's Halloween music. Well. <clears throat> it's a Halloween playlist. I don't know if it's Halloween music. <laughs> that's what, that's what of course, it said. the Halloween playlist on, on Saturday, I heard the same song like 10 times in a row. <laughs> and I was trying to dance to it, but it was like... You put your left foot in, you put your right foot no, out. No, it was not the hokey in, pokey. And you shake it all up. It was basically the hokey no, pokey. No, it wasn't. For monsters. And you jump back. Jump back three times. Yeah, it was that song. Now shuffle. Shuffle. Side to the left. <laughs> you guys can't see right. me. You guys you can't shuffling. see me. Santa shuffling dance. My, You're doing the uh, Santa dance. Shuffle on my chair. So lots, lots and lots of shit has changed and happened. Um, uh, we've... we've I don't know where to start. <clears throat> I really don't. So my house is like a new house right now. No, it's not. Um, we have a new family room floor, a new upstairs landing, a new roof, new appliances, a uh, new fence in the backyard that's almost done. Uh, we're, we have stairs that have, they're naked right now, naked stairs. Um, <laughs> there's, there's no clothing on them. We've stripped their clothing off and I've been walking on them nude. Me and the stairs. I walked on a mood this morning. <laughs> I was like, I got upstairs. I took all my clothes off to jump in the shower. And Bree's like, I haven't showered yet. And I'm like, all right, whatever. I'll go back downstairs. Just walk downstairs nude. I can do that now. We don't have kids here. <laughs> You're stunned, Jeremy. You're like, I don't know I, what to say to that. Yeah. That's because he's not John or Josh or Sean or Carissa. <laughs> those emails. Have you been have reading, you been reading those? I saw the whole beehole. <laughs> <laughs> so we're, we're planning this big cruise, and uh, Sean sends out an email yesterday morning that's like, hey, there's a check your cruise room for, for cameras because there's some article about people that found a hidden camera in their room on a cruise. And I'm like, oh, I always do a full electronic sweep. When I find the camera, I do an extreme close-up on my beehole. <laughs> Then it, it promoted it all sorts of, yeah. Yeah. If you can Those stuff. guys are all, that's how they, that's what they do all Thursday. 
Yeah, if that's where you start, that's the top of the hill. <laughs> you can only imagine where things go. They're disturbed uh, from there. So uh, Jeremy's birthday uh, was yesterday, Monday. Yeah, now he's old. Um, yeah, he's oldest one in the room. Still, sure. I told Heather the next time you turn to her and you're like. Oh, yeah, tell her that's oldish. She should just fall off and smack you. <laughs> well, to be fair, if Sean and Vanita are in the room, they're older. That is true. Not they, by a lot. The Vanita's the oldest, then Sean, yeah. then Josh. Josh, then Heather. Bree's like down towards the bottom. I am. I'm in the second half. I'm behind Jer- So Jeremy Depends is... Depends on who's there. Jeremy's in the last of the top, top half of the friends, and I'm at the top of the bottom half. Your sister doesn't count. Yeah. Because she's my age. It's true. And I She's don't actually I younger like, than you because she turned in October and you turned in July. You turned. <laughs> I throw the air. Her husband is, it, when they're there, her husband is the youngest. Oh, dude, he is so young. I always forget how young Mike is. Because um, he's anyway. five years younger than her. Yeah, he's like fucking 12. <laughs> it's ridiculous. He's not really 12. but uh, Yeah, because you're not really 17. No. <laughs> to be 17 again and know the things I know. That would be... I, I'm curious what kind of changes I would make in life if I was 17 again. Definitely do some things different. Again. Definitely not do some things and then definitely do some things. Yeah. 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 I think like there's, a, there's a, a problem with that because like you wouldn't want to get rid of your girls. So what would you do? Because... I'm sure you wouldn't want to like go through the craziness of your first wife, but at the same time, like sorry, kids. <laughs> you're just like, nope. no. He's already out. Yeah, your, he, your mom wasn't was, worth it. There was no fucking like <laughs> hesitation at all. Sorry, girls, you're out. <laughs> Perhaps I'll have you with my current wife before we have the other kids. Maybe things will change. <laughs> like we're rolling the dice anyway with this fantasy. I'm out. I know some <laughs> shit. I know who won the Super Bowl a few years in a row. I can make some money. We were talking about my ex-boyfriend and how ugly his kids are and how I was really lucky to have avoided that gene Dude, pool. he is ugly. It's I don't true. want I don't I've think looked that at he's pictures. ugly. Yes, he's just he totally is. average. Uh, <laughs> you guys got to look at Jeremy's face. <laughs> He's just totally average, but his, his kids... Did you hear that, Jeremy, though? Even Holly was like, yes. Yeah, She's like, oh my ugly. God, yes, his kids are so ugly. <laughs> and all I could think of was how horrible of people we are. It's actually really sad. Like, they're, they're like kids that you would walk past and like do a double take. <laughs> Maybe not the ones all with right. the new wife. They're just semi-unattractive. We should but. stop being so mean. <laughs> The um, in Utah. So what is this? What is this? What is this note, Jeremy? Potentially bad because we news. looked at your bees Saturday night. Okay, so yeah, we and we didn't really. I mean, we just kind of so, um, so so Sunday. We've had the cold weather, and so I, I needed to put the insulation in. Mm-hmm. So Sunday I opened it up, and first bad sign is a wasp comes out. <gasps> oh shit! They're dead. So I so I kind of peeled things back, and the. The bees are still in the center, but there's maybe four or five hundred. Oh, God. Is it. And then the outside edges were wasps, like, waiting. So I got all the wasps out. I put the insulation in. Oh, man. I, I put the final cork in the hole for the, the three openings so that it's it's sealed off better. But to be this early in the season and down to so few. There's no way. I. Mm. I don't think they're going to make it. That I just sucks. don't wah, think they're going to make it. Fucking wasps, man. So I don't... I don't. And like, how do you defend against that, really? You can't, right? Like, the bees should have done a better job closing their shit up. Yeah. So I don't know if the queen died. I don't know what the deal is. Because I didn't want to pull it. 
because it's still pretty chilly out there. I didn't want to start pulling out, pulling things out to really yeah. look at it, but they're they're in the center, but there's not very many of them. Oh, that sucks. Well, so, I mean, and they don't really make a lot of babies over the winter, do they? None. Uh-uh. Yeah. Nope. So I don't. I, I once again, I'm left guessing. I don't know. I don't know if because we went from really hot weather to like forty degrees. Yeah, and then back up to warm, and then back up, and I, I don't know if that had anything to do with it. Well, I don't it's know. Supposed to be like freezing tonight again. Mm-hmm. Close. Well, and then next they're calling for potential snow next Sunday and Monday in the valley. Yeah. Yeah. And that could, it's far enough away that that could change. But anyway, say so just a few hundred left. And of the probably 30,000 yeah, when we harvested a month and a half ago, yeah, to be down that few, it's, uh, it's not looking So how good. did, like, that's crazy to me that there, how many wasps were in there when you lifted it up? Only maybe five or six. But are they just, like, way more efficient killers? Oh, yeah. Well, once the, once the hive... Well, his bees aren't killers. Once well, the hive weakens, if you look at the, the size of one of my honeybees to a wasp, a wasp is twice the size. Oh, yeah, they're huge. In comparison. And they're, and they're also straight-up hunters, like wasps right. or carnivores of the insect world. Right. So to have, to have like I said, five or six, but to have them on the outside, so they were in the outside combs, which means they're just waiting. Bees to come over and they pick them off. And pick them off, and then they're probably stealing honey. Oh, man. So That sucks. So I sealed it up. I mean, at this point, that's all I can do. So I just seal it up, put the insulation on, but I would be very surprised if they make it. There's just not enough of them. Yeah. I had to cut a tree down, and I found a bird nest in the tree. A big one, too. Probably been there a while? Yeah, that'd be my guess. I mean, no birds in it, obviously. But right. And they won't be coming back next year to that nest. <laughs> that's gone. Man, it's kind of it was kind of disappointing actually to, to like the whole tree thing was. I made Bree come out and lament with me because I was like super depressed when I cut all the big branches off. It's just and I was just like, I just like depressing that I had to do this. I love that tree. I cried. It's too bad that it leaned over so severely. Yeah, and then we couldn't get it staked back up, and they couldn't get their equipment in, and rough stuff, rough stuff. So, um. So we uh, we we don't have a guest tonight. We're back in the uh, the studio, uh, away from our ventures outside. Um, I will say this: get out and vote. I don't really give a shit who you vote for. I mean, I do, but I'm not going to tell you who to vote for. I'm just going to tell you to vote. Fill in your damn ballot. It's sitting on your front desk or your 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 counter or in the mail bin. So I made Julia do all the paperwork, and hers showed up today. Good. So, yeah, and she'll be home this weekend. Good. I mailed Cassie hers. And it's not too late to register. Um, uh, you you can register if it's if you're listening to this on Wednesday on Halloween. You can register on Halloween still. You can also register at the polls in the state of Utah. You just can't register online anymore. Yeah. So Halloween is the deadline. Thirty first was the the thirtieth. I swear to God, I heard it was the thirty first. All the billboard said the thirtieth. The thirtieth. Oh. But you can still register in person at the polls. So even if you're not registered, you can still go to the polls on uh, election day and register. Can you re- register at the early voting polls? I, I would assume. I so. I would assume so too. So definitely go and do that. Just give yourself some extra time. Um, your employer is required to let you off work if you need to go to the polls. Uh, they're not required to pay you, but they're required to let you out of work to go vote. So um, you can use that as an excuse to go home early on Tuesday and go vote uh, next week on Tuesday. So November sixth, that's the date. 
And even though we've talked about it all month, even though this isn't the big presidential election, this is the one that probably means more to you on a local level and that will actually affect you and things in your life as opposed to the other one. And there are some key races that are very close, very, very close. Um, and, and, you know, the other, and we've talked to a lot of the candidates, you guys, have, if you've listened to this show the last couple of weeks, if you haven't, go listen to it. Um, but uh, hopefully you've, you've heard a little bit. And, uh, yeah, so uh, there's that. Do we have events, Jess? Um, I didn't really write down a lot, actually. <laughs> we're all kind of caught off guard today. It was a little bit of a, a rush job. I think we're all kind of a little little disheveled. Uh, that's okay. It's Halloween. Now, hopefully your kids are safe. I hey. have events. Oh, you do have some. <laughs> well, you said you didn't write any down. I, I said I didn't write very many down. Oh, okay. Well, let's go. <laughs> Um, so I just want to talk about an event that's in January, and I'm just talking about it now because the tickets are going to sell out. Um, Endless Indulgence Retrowear in Ogden has been working on this event for five years um, to pull it together. They finally got uh, Perry's Egyptian Theater, and they are bringing in talent from Vegas, New York, San Francisco, Los Angeles for a proper burlesque show. Whoa, Really? And um, half of the VIP tickets are already sold out. Tickets are between $35 and $100. Wow, they um, got permits and everything for a real burlesque show? Uh, yeah, it's 21 and up. Well, it has to be, right? And so it's January 12th. That's uh, fucking so. cool. That's cool. Um, something else that's cool is um, on 106 South and about 9th West, they have just opened a food truck hub. So the food trucks will be parked there. Um, they do a live stream so you can see who's going to be wait, there. Wait, wait, say that address again. Um, it is 982 West and 106 South. Oh, shit. And I, uh, so they'll have... Is this uh, every day? They'll have a calendar. Yep. It's Monday through Thursday, 11 to 9. Friday and Saturday, 11 to 10. <laughs> So I, I you can log on to their website and they, they'll have like live cameras. You can see who's there. Mm. Um, you can go to the hub 982.com. They have a weekly calendar. Is that, is that just, it's in the Southtown Mall parking lot, I'm assuming, right? West, not east. Just west of it though, right? No, but, west, 982 west. Yeah. But, so by like Neaters and the car wash, like it, past the river bottoms, past Mulligans. But east oh, of the gotcha. freeway, right? West. West. 982 West. Oh, 982. I, I just kept hearing like 98 or 82, but like not the 9. It's still just around the corner from you. Yeah. So is it, where the fuck are they going to put that? Because there's it's all a that building. They just built a building for this. It's specifically for this. It has indoor seating. Is it on the corner of South Jordan Parkway? Or the Jordan Parkway in, uh, in 106th? It's right next to Neaters and that new car wash. Hmm. So oh. it's like a brown building that they put that like the trucks can park and there's a. I'm gonna have to go check it out because I I just I I avoid that area right now because of that construction. It's, it's getting better though. It's, it's like finally the, getting better. I went there yesterday to go. Was it yesterday? Yeah, yesterday, and it was fucking insane because they have like one lane going um, southbound and like the the fucking side of the street is just a big, big giant pit. Uh, that they can't even probably cover with a steel plate. Uh, and then the other side is all coned off for some damn reason. Anyway. Yeah, I stay away from that. 
area these days if I can avoid it. Well, I'm, I mean, I work right there, so. Um, so we're coming into the holiday season, and the Park City Culinary Institute is going to be doing, in, uh, during November, a couple of different classes. They're doing a pie class uh, and a Thanksgiving, mastering Thanksgiving techniques, um, both on the 17th. The pies is in the morning. The food and techniques is at night. Each class is $75. English pies are the good kind that you want to eat. Um, they're doing apple, What's pumpkin, wrong? and pecan. What the hell's wrong with an English pie? <laughs> They've got meat in them. So do pot pies, and they're fucking delicious. <laughs> just because just because it's got meat in it doesn't mean it's a terrible pie. I mean, I don't know that mince meat's my favorite, but come on. I think the problem is I grew up with those nasty little salty ones that you get, the freezer ones. Yeah, those are fucking good, too. <laughs> I mean, there's better pot pie. Like, homemade pot pie is way better, but I like a good Swanson's pot pie <laughs> or the fucking cheapy banquet ones. They're, it's they're like all nothing right. but salt. And there's, there's like, to be fair, I haven't had a pot pie in a long time that I didn't make. <laughs> so, so I just had those frozen ones as a kid, and I hated does them. Does Heather ever make pot pie? I bet she'd make a damn good pot pie. Probably would. She's a pretty, pretty talented cook. She's not like most of the Mormon cooks that I know, which are really not very good at what they do. Mediocre. No, she's good. She actually. It's kind of bl- their cooking isn't that it's bad. It's just, it's just bland. bland. Like they just don't use yeah. enough seasoning. They're or like, something. no, that's salts of the devil. It's because when you're making potluck for the ward, you got to keep it neutral. Fuck no! It's like going out. It's like going to one of Bree's. She doesn't treat us like the ward. It's kind of like going to one of Bree's family functions where they're all they're old, old. <laughs> and so they all have like low salt. salt diets, and like they they can't taste anything anyway. So they'd like. None of their food has any kind of seasoning in it. So it's like a pot of beans, but there's no salt. Nothing. Or gravy with nothing, but... Yeah, it's like, mm, I'm just eating fat, like congealed fat. That's delicious. Mmm. <laughs> flavorless congealed fat. Carrot jello salad. You got some bacon grease that I can throw on this just to get some flavor? <laughs> I have a cup of bacon grease by my stove. Every person should. It's good for Every time I make bacon in the oven, I pour extra grease into that cup, and then occasionally I use it for stuff. It's good for you if you if you use a skillet, Dutch oven skillet. Mm-hmm. It's really good to season it. Yep, and it's good. That's the thing. Like most fats, are like pork fat. Like if you cut up, um, so I do this a lot when I trim up a pork butt to do something with it, like make you know Mexican pulled pork or something. Um, I'll trim up the fat, especially when I slow cook it. I'll trim the fat off and I'll throw the fat in the freezer. The fat goes rancid from pork butts relatively quickly. Like if you don't freeze it. Um, but I always need extra fat because, like, when I make the sausage, sausage, you want extra fat. And pork butts on their own are pretty close to the right amount of fat mixture. But if you can add a little bit more fat, it usually turns out a little bit better. So, um, man, I love my sausage maker. Every time I make sausage, I'm happy with my decision. The one, the one I tried was good. Oh, that was the that was the jalapeno brats I made. I think I believe so. They were I think really- those are my favorites still. Yeah, you like it over the Italians that I made last time? I think so. I mean, I liked the Italian one. It was super, super good, but I think the, the jalapeno one was my favorite. Yeah, I got to try try and branch out. I still want to try and smoke some, so I'm going to have to try that. Anyway, was there, was those the only events, Jess? Yep. Pretty, pretty good events, though. I'm excited to go look at that food truck thing. Because, like, I love food trucks, but I, I'm not, like, an avid. Like, Jess... We'll follow them on Twitter and find out where they're at and go see them. That's a lot of work for me. And <laughs> for as little as I like, want to go out to eat, you know, because I take my lunch to work most of the time and stuff. But knowing that there's a permanent fixture where I can go down and see some random food trucks, 
uh, that are not my clients, <laughs> then that, that that's actually probably a pretty good little little nugget. Peterson's food truck thing, it's coming to an end, isn't it? Yeah. Did you guys hear about that fucking farm, the the pumpkin patch that got in destroyed in West Jordan? Rojas, yeah. Uh-uh. Yeah, so uh, the one on 78th and 27th West, roughly, I think. Isn't that where it's at? It's called Rojas, yeah. yeah Rojas, um, their entire fucking pumpkin patch just got wrecked, like vandalized the shit out of yesterday. And so, like, they had to close. I'm like, these are like, yesterday, today, and tomorrow are like the busiest days for pumpkin so patches. So a bunch of kids or something? Just Presumably. They, like, stole a bunch of shit, like a bunch of little wheelbarrows, and they fucked up all the pumpkins, like... It's like it wasn't enough that they stole a bunch of stuff. They fucked up all the pumpkins. That's the dude's livelihood. So I wonder if he had a good insurance policy. I don't know. That's a good question. Sometimes you can insure something like that. Oh, yeah, you can. You can. And they have even seasonal increases and stuff. There's policies that are they call from from farm to table. And it, it covers seed and all that kind of stuff all the way to when it's an actual product that you can serve. That's too bad. That's horrible. Yeah, it's fucked up. Like, what the hell purpose does that serve? I, dr- I didn't know. So I drove a different way home than I usually do. And there's a fucking corn maze, like, between 78th and 90th on 40th West there. It's been there for years. Yeah, I had no idea it was there. And I drove past my, like, oh, there's a fucking corn maze, like, five minutes from my house. That's the haunted one that's good for, like, younger teenage kids who aren't really quite ready for the real thing they have their haunted version at night but it's somewhat tame so it's wouldn't be good for me not for you but like julia and her friends went when they turned 16 it's perfect for them okay Okay. that's good to know i didn't know it was there like it was hidden and you kind of have to go through the tracks and then yeah you kind of go over and then all of a sudden it's like boom there's there's like a a huge huge cornfield and corn maze there it's kind of cool I still think that's one of the best things, like people that repurpose, like the farmers that are able to repurpose that land for that thing. That's just a, a way to make money off of something that would just normally be sitting. Well, until under, you just wait an extra month to till it under. Yeah, exactly. And why not? Like, what else are you going to do? Yeah, that one's been there for quite a few years. It's cool, though. So, um, what are we going to do? We're going to talk about a little bit of... I, I know we haven't been doing a lot of news, but I found a couple of things that were worth mentioning. I was going to say, when you were talking about events in, in January, I was going to bring one up, but it's not anywhere near as cool as a real burlesque show. Mm-hmm. Um, There's not much that's going to be that cool. I mean, that was, that was pretty fucking cool. Um, but uh, the Silicon Slopes conference is at the end of January. Is it Silicon or Silicone? Uh, I don't know. Silicon Valley. Silicone is what you seal your doors and windows with. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's the same, basically. One has an E at the end of it. But yeah, Silicone Valley is how people say it. Silicone <coughs> implants. You know what I'm going to get a silicone implant? <laughs> do they even do silicone implants anymore, or are they just yes, water? Yes, they still do. I just pointed out to Chris the other day, because you know, we were having like ovum discussions in your kitchen, um, that every single one of my friends... All, all have big boobs. I am the only girl that doesn't have big boobs. Since we were talking, that about can be remedied. Well, I, I, like, I know, but I like her boobs. That's that's not the point. Like they were all talking about, like struggling with jogging and bras and all that, and I'm like, yeah, I don't have like that's that's <laughs> never going to be an issue with me. There's never going to be any of those problems. I, I'm looking around and I'm like, I can't think of one other woman I know. 
that has the same issue that I do. There's a lot of plastic surgery in the state of Utah. Only one of our friends have had plastic surgery. I know. All the rest of them. I'm are just all throwing it out there. If you want fake boobs, so I'm saying that's it's Christmas a, is right around the corner. I'd rather have my tattoos and LASIK. Well, you're getting your tattoos for sure. If you want for my LASIK, birthday. We, we can do LASIK instead I got of a, boobs. No, I got to call the Eyes this year, titties next year. Is that, is that how we're going to roll? <laughs> I got to call the... That's your 44th boob year? The, the year of the boob. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you think about it, by the time you're 60, 40, you know, you I just care don't, as much. I, I, I'm to the point now, like, maybe if I, 10 years ago, yeah, but at this point, I'm like, I just don't care. The only thing is, is, like, when your boobs are bigger, your waist looks smaller. Not always. Hmm? She said not, not always. always. <laughs> um, trust me, if your boobs were smaller, your waist would look bigger. But I'm just going to throw this out there. You would weigh more if your boobs were bigger. It's true. Yeah, but if my boobs were bigger and I knew it was because of my boobs, I'd be okay with that. Yeah, but how much? You'd be like, I don't weigh that much more. So, um, all right. So, <laughs> off off of boobs, like boob talk. Boob talk has been a big part so far, but I think we're just going to move away from boobs. Um, boob, boob. I can't get far enough away from mine. Boobs and beeholes. Um, so... I did not realize this until I saw this, but Utah is going to host uh, next year's United Nations conference. We're going to have it here in Salt Lake City. Um, that is the first time it's not been held in New York. Do you think that uh, Ian Summerhalder and his wife will be here? Uh, I don't know. I don't know if they're still UN reps. I really don't know. But that's kind of cool. Like I didn't know it was going to be here. That's a huge, huge deal. So, um, I wonder why they're moving it. Does it say... Did it get into why? Um, I didn't. I didn't really see. Um, so the the organization's goal, the UN's goal next year is going to be sustainable development goals. Um, so I don't know. I, I I read through it and I didn't really get a clear picture of why. Um, but I mean, it's a pretty big deal that it's going to be here. Like, I think I don't know. I have no idea why they're bringing it here. And I don't think it actually said. I tried to read through it, but it's a huge What's deal. What's an NGO? Non-government organization. Thank you. I wonder if they're going to start rotating it, like, throughout different countries and, like, the Olympics. I mean, I think that it would be cool if they did. It is called the United Nations. Not everyone meets in America. It's kind of like the World Series. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> World Championship uh, football game, the NFL Super Bowl. Chris won a hundred bucks because of the World Series. Oh yeah, so there's this thing going on at work. The owner was like, "Hey, uh, like a couple weeks ago, right before the World Series, he's like, hey, pick a team. He's like, pick uh, Boston, L.A., or whoever the fuck L.A. was playing, like the Bruins or something. I don't, I don't know. Uh, he's like, but if you pick the wrong team in the Western, the and they lose, then you have to wear a Boston hat. But basically, he gave out free hats, so he went and bought a fuck ton of hats for Boston and L.A. Just like Boston? And, and Boston. Boston. The Red Sox. Well, no, no, I'm just saying, is he, is he a Boston Oh, he's, he, his fucking dog's name is Boston. Oh, so that's the reason. He calls him Boss, but the dog's name is Boston. Gotcha. He's a huge Red Sox fan. Um, but he, So he buys hats for everyone in the office that wants one, just throws them out, everyone picks up a hat, and then... Um, the deal was he walked around and sold everyone. If you wear the hat every day that there's a game, then at the end of the World Series, whoever wins, if it was your team, you're going to get 100 bucks. 
So he sh- so like almost everyone chose Boston. There were not a lot of LA. <laughs> um, probably because I think ninety percent of the office doesn't give a shit about baseball. So they just like, grabbed whatever was. You there. could tell the LA fans because they actually wore like LA shirts and stuff like that whenever there were games. But most of the office just grabbed Boston hats because you know that's what the boss likes, I guess. He shelled out a lot of fucking money the other day on That's Monday. Awesome. So Monday, everyone's like up in his office and he's like crisp hundred dollar bills to everyone. Just Well, and then you want hundred dollars for your Halloween costume. That's true. I was the big bad wolf for Halloween, uh, to Bree's little red riding hood, but it was just me wandering parading around the place and I won third place and got another hundred bucks that way. That's awesome for third place to be a hundred bucks. Yeah, so I was, was like first and I second. I don't fucking know. Like they didn't say what the prizes were. They just handed out envelopes. So if I got a hundred bucks for third place, I can only imagine what the others were. So hmm. kind of cool. Like I, I'd, I'd have been happy with nothing. But like once I knew there was a contest, which I found out that day, I'm like, I'm fucking winning this. <laughs> Did they say who won first or second? Uh huh. Oh yeah. It was a guy dressed like the shower and karate kid. Yeah, like Danielson's shower costume. All right. We had the round shower thing. And the, yeah. Yeah. So, anyway. Um, so, I saw this. I put this on our list just because I love shopping here, but I'm not surprised. The Chinatown supermarket got shut down by the health department. What? <laughs> 33rd. I, we need some more of those rice cookie <laughs> rolls, oh God, those rice rolls were so good. Um, c- cockroaches and cold meat. <laughs> That's just a link to another story. Uh, So KSL seems to get hits on all the health inspection closings. Um, But these guys had 31 violations, which in comparison to... That's not too bad. In comparison to like like Little World, which was like 200 or something violations when they closed that place down, um, 31 seems rather small. They weren't killing chickens in the back parking lot. Goats. It was goats. 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 But most of their violations were, were minor, like dirty stuff, like not keeping cold meat at certain temperatures, not labeling it properly. Uh, and if you've ever been there, like, yeah, that, yeah. But I think the big issue is it's We not, had shrimp from there and it was fine. Yeah, shrimp was great. I just had to cut all the heads off, which was fucking weird. <laughs> but uh, what was this? Fourth Congressional District Love McAdams widens by six. Oh, yeah. The, they did another poll. Oh, yeah. Ben's in the lead, right? Uh, on some polls, yeah. Yeah, so, uh, well, I mean, I was probably part of one of them. Fuck, I keep, I've gotten like six I got calls. A, so I got a call before we left to go somewhere. Where were we going? To the I game? I don't remember. Yeah, maybe. And on the way to the game, Chris got the same exact call. <laughs> yeah, just a quick little survey. I always do the opinion polls, the surveys like that, because they don't take very long, and I like participating. Um, but when we talk about voting, this is what we're talking about. Like, they're still probably within the margin of error, but McAdams, yeah, it says uh, McAdams is a, like 495 to 43% lead. That's actually really big. Six points is really big. That's probably, it's a 3.2% margin of error. Um, so, yeah, he's outside the margin. That does not mean you cannot vote. You need to get out and vote. Well, and that because, doesn't mean it's over because. Well, yeah, and you're not necessarily in his district either. Uh, so, you, you may be in a district where you can help out Shireen. Um, beat stupid Chris Stewart who doesn't know his head from his ass. Which best describes your opinion of president? This is the survey we took, babe. Which best? Oh, yeah. Very which, favorable. Yep. Look somewhat favorable. Herbert, 44% very favorable. 30% somewhat, but only 6% unfavorable. Yeah, people think. I actually voted. I actually voted that I was favorable of him. 
Um, because I think he's doing an okay job. He's here's the thing: like Herbert tried to fucking pass Medicaid expansion. He put a proposal out that would have covered most of the gap, and our fucking Congress decided to not go after that. So, um, and then the opinion of Mitt is like ridiculously high. That's why I'm still like blown away that they're trying to funnel all this money into Jenny Wilson's well, campaign. And- Look at the Mia Love. Very favorable, 27.33%. Very unfavorable, 34.24%. Yeah. So it's reflecting what's what they're getting with their, their voting. Yeah, stuff. not uh, not crazy. So I'm not a fan of the Mitt. Yeah, Ben McAdams numbers are pretty good, too. So, yeah, that's, uh, that's pretty crazy. Yeah, this is the poll we took. So we were participants in this poll. Um, I still got over a week. Well, a week to go. A week to go. A week to go. Well, so but that's the thing. This is technically like mid-November. This is what's crazy to me, right? So, I voted three weeks ago when I got my ballot, right? Like I took a few days to look up some of the candidates I didn't know to read about the judges. And by the way, if you're curious about that stuff, go listen to the last couple episodes of the show. Um, we talk about three episodes ago, all the propositions and uh, questions and, and, and constitutional amendments. And then two episodes ago on 125, we talk about the judges. And on 126, we actually talk about, um, we, we talked to uh, Sam Gill and um, uh, Derek Kitchen. Uh, and we talk about some of the propositions again, actually. Um, so... It's uh, it's worth listening to those episodes if you're still undecided. If you if you need um, some information, uh, there's a lot of information there. I would really suggest t- listening to last week's episode. Sim was, I was floored. That yeah. guy is so smart. Yeah, he he's he's super well spoken too. It's not just that he's smart; he's well spoken. And it's funny because for being a for being a registered Democrat, and he does lean left in his views. Like this stuff that he said, like. I don't think this should be a partisan position. Like we should have a nonpartisan attorney general general because it's not a partisan position. You know, you're there to enforce laws, you know, you district attorney, same thing. Like you shouldn't be a partisan district attorney. There should be no RD next year. When he, when he talked about the fire department, if they show up, your house is on fire. Okay. Wait, 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 before you put the fire out. Yeah. Let me make sure you're okay. <laughs> like, that's just not how it works. It's not how it works with cops. Like why should it work that way with, you know, the attorney general and the district attorney? It's, it's crazy that they're, uh, that they're in that position where a sheriff, for example, is, is another thing that he said. So, uh, I, I really, I really hadn't thought too much about that, but that makes made, a lot of sense. Yeah. Made some really valid points. So yeah, if you are, if you're curious, um, please go go take a gander uh, at that stuff. Um, yeah. So let's uh, let's talk. Uh, I want to talk about. I I actually put this on the list a couple of weeks ago in case we had time. Um, so I've always wondered what that like sculpture is. You ever drive out the window and you see that giant tree uh, north of I-80 and it's like fenced off and it's like this, it's not really a tree, but it looks like it, you can tell that's what it's supposed to be. It's like a 1970s Christmas tree. With, with like broken ornaments on the ground the next weird, to it. Yeah. So that's actually called the metaphor. It's the tree of Utah. It's a 90 foot tall psychedelic tree on the side of the highway. Um, and it's uh, baffled passerbys for decades. <laughs> and, and it's funny because it's baffled the shit out of me. I didn't know what it was called. I didn't know how it got there. So it's actually from a Swedish artist named Carl Momen. So uh-huh. The Momens. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, he was driving and got struck by an image and, and made it. 
<laughs> so, he was uh, struck by an image. So his artists would be struck. So in this day and age, if you decide to make a humongous piece of art on the, out on the salt flats, I don't think they'd just be okay with it. No, I, it's like weird how that stuff happens, right? Like, I'm going to make a tree. But it's there, <laughs> um, uh, and you can't mm-hmm. actually go up to it. It's fenced off. You can't get in and get around it. Um, uh, apparently, he's still trying to get a visitor center. So in well, 2000, that was of 2011. That's seven years ago. Yeah, but he was still trying to get a place to have visitors go go see this thing. I don't know if he'll ever get it. So it's roughly mile marker 26 on I-80. Um, so it's just 25, 26 miles east of Wendover. Uh, and so kind of cool. Um, it's funny. The lack of a paved turnoff or anywhere to park on highway signs reading emergency stopping only just before you pass, pass. the monument. <laughs> so you can't really go up to it, but it is kind of cool. Um, and I've always wondered what it was and how it got there. So I Thanks, wanted, to, Carl. wanted to talk about it. It was kind of interesting. Like, how the fuck do you just... Yeah, this is a big empty salt flat. I'm gonna. What needs to be here is a tree made out of metal and colors. It says at the foot of the piece is a plaque that says "Ode to Joy." It's the words <laughs> from much, "Ode to Joy," not just "Ode to." How joy. much? How much acid was this guy on when he had a vision of a tree? When he was struck by a vision? I think he was on salts. <laughs> He was the original bath salt user, <laughs> except it was salt flat salts instead of bath, bath salts. salts. Um, so I, I was looking through our list, and I've always um, wanted to talk about this a little bit. So uh, up in Homestead, Homestead is is a place up by Midway, and it's in Midway, is it in Midway? Yep. So anyway, it's a uh, it's a geothermal area, and there's this dome of salt, basically. Is it salt? No. It's mineral deposits, I guess, mostly. Yeah. Um, but it's like this, basically this cave, and inside of it is this pseudo lake of, of hot springs water, uh, and the, 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 the ceiling, like you used to only be able to get in there by climbing up to the top of it and going down. Well, they've actually dug a tunnel into it now. Um, it's called Homestead Crater, and it's just this natural hot spring that's underground. Limestone. It's limestone. Yeah, inside of it. Well, and the... the, the like the walls, the ceiling and stuff are constantly growing because of all the minerals Sediments. and the steam uh, that, that's climbing up from the hot springs. But the, the reason this is cool is it actually attracts a lot of divers from across the world, but it also gives Utah kind of a unique place where we can certify scuba divers. We don't have any good ocean or great open body of water. We can do it in the middle of winter because this is so warm. It's like 90 degree water. Is it that deep? Then? And it's 55 feet deep. Wow. And it's like, apparently it's beautiful inside. It's and, really cool. And I so they, it. like most scuba diving businesses that exist in Salt Lake, that's where they go out to certify people because it's it's a it's a calm environment. It's not a cold lake. They have access to it year round. Can I, can I certify in their tanks or do they have to go somewhere? Because they've got that Neptune's divers. That's where Neptune's takes people to certify. Is so, up to Homestead. So do the, does their tank? Are the tanks just not deep enough? Because I know they've got tanks that you. I don't yeah, I mean, there's some stuff, but there's also certain certifications that you have to go certain depths for. So um, you, they use this, I know, for a lot of diving certifications. Um, but kind of a cool little unique feature that doesn't exist in a lot of places where we have just this really well, cool. It's known for being the only one. 
The only warm water dive site located in the continental U.S. Yeah, because you can't dive in the Salt Lake. You get down about three feet and just bob right back up. Well, <laughs> and like I mean, you could dive. You could dive in like the reservoirs and stuff for sure. But again, you can't. Like you don't want to dive in the middle of winter. You could. I mean, there's certifications for that kind of cold water Arctic diving. But this allows you in February to go up and get certified for scuba diving, so that you can go scuba diving, you know, in June on a cruise. I'm just throwing that out there as a as an example. Um, I'm not I'm not going to scuba dive in Alaska. That's fucking crazy. But you could get certified if you want. Yeah, I don't even want to be in the water. Like <laughs> I'm afraid of being in the water. So uh, anyway, I thought that was uh, I thought that was worth talking about. Uh, but we're gonna do something a little bit different when the rest with the rest of our time. Have we done this before? I was looking through notes uh, and I couldn't find it. So did we just do the one thing before? No, we did all those questions you wrote. Damn it! Damn it! <laughs> <laughs> you can have new answers. Um, You're not strictly like. I just I just don't want to duplicate content, but I guess we'll do it. What? You have a suggestion? You were going to say something. Say it. Nope. You have to say it. I don't have to say anything. Oh, I'm going to make you say it. I will stab you with Clearly this pen. Clearly not, because you didn't even ask how my weekend was. How was your weekend, Jess? It's over and done with. It's in the past. Well, I'm my sorry. My feelings are hurt. I apologize, Jess. Um, it's been a little been a little crazy. Uh, okay, so I guess we'll re-ask them. I don't... I can't. I feel like we can't do the one thing because we've already done the one thing. We can do other things, right? So, uh, uh, what's your favorite thing about Utah, Jeremy? <sighs> well, there's there's the answer that most of our guests give, which I agree with. We have the awesome outdoors. We've got. Pretty much all season, well, pretty close to all seasons within driving distance, and I think that is very cool. But I would have to say one of the things that I really like about Utah is our interesting architecture. Some of the stuff that we've got downtown, eh, there's there's the temple and Temple Square, and they are interesting. But up in the avenues, there's some really cool houses. We've actually got a Frank Lloyd Wright house in Bountiful. Um, there's not a lot of Frank Lloyd houses on this side of the United States, seeing as how he was from back East. Back east, yeah. Well, and there's that neighborhood by that one designer that we talked about a couple weeks ago. I can't remember. Oh, yeah, yeah, that they were doing the open house thing. Yeah, the, the entire neighborhood's this one guy's just 70s style home. So I think the architecture is interesting. You do kind of have to dig a little bit sometimes to get to it, but there is some really cool architecture. You have to, like, cut through the neighborhoods of track housing and garbage. Yeah. Homes. Well, and the, you know, one of the. Is it track housing or tracked housing? It doesn't matter. It's both. One of the one of the interesting things is like Rose Park, which ha- has kind of a reputation for being a bit of a rough area. They have some really amazing houses and some really amazing architecture because in the early 1900s, at one time, that was the affluent neighborhood. Mm-hmm. That was the place to live. And then things have changed. But some of those original homes there are really amazing. There's some really good architecture up in like the Sugar House area. Mm-hmm. Um, that I used to... I have a friend that lived on like Ninth East and somewhere around twenty something South, and it was also really cool architecture, like really old Victorian style house that mm-hmm. he lived in, like crazy like attic spaces with vaulted ceilings in the attic and rooms that were like 
two spots in the room where you could stand up, but it was being used as a bedroom because of right. windows. <laughs> so what you, as, as you follow the architecture of Salt Lake, as, as Salt Lake grew and moved south, what would happen over time is areas would become the more expensive places to live, the places where people want to live, and then that would continually shift. And so then those areas would become a little bit more lower income. And, and so you see these waves of architecture where there's really cool stuff and there's like the center block World War II kind of stuff and then another wave of more expensive stuff. And then anyway, and it just kind of makes this pattern through the valley because that's how our valley has grown from downtown out. And at one period of time, I mean, even West Valley at one period of time was the place to live. And it, so by Valley Fair Mall, there's all of those. At the time, they would have been really cool, retro, 70, Mid, well. That's what this neighborhood is that we were talking about. Yeah, by the mall. So so at one time, that area was like the area to be in. But then it gets washed over. And so that's why I say that's why you have to kind of dig through the neighborhoods because there'll be these really, really cool architecture, really interesting areas. And then right next to it would be like low income, kind of some strange stuff because of the dichotomy of the, of the neighborhoods changed. But then you move down a little bit farther. Um, South Jordan at one time was the place to be. And so it had really interesting architecture and the big homes. But then same thing, it kind of fell out. And then people just kept going down and down and down. Anyway, so you have to kind of dig, but we do have some really cool, really interesting architecture. And that's one of the reasons why the film industry loves this area. Because you can drive out to, to Copperton and film something out of the 1950s, and you don't have to do anything because it's like that town like froze in the 1950s. Yeah. All the homes, everything. It looks like a postcard from 1950. I remember when, when like Copperton was like way out there, and Copperton and, and Harriman were like super far apart. And now they're, and now they're basically the same place. It's like, yeah, the houses don't end. There's hardly any stop between them. Yeah, and interestingly, like, Harriman is, like, Harriman actually has some really cool stuff, some of the new homes that are being built, like, way in the crevices of mm-hmm. the back end of the valley. Mm-hmm. Is that, like, the butt crack of the valley? More like the armpit. The armpit. You know what I'm talking about. Like, where or the knee like, pit. What's, your, what's the pity of, like, the knee pit? Where they're, like, you go back, and then there's, like, <laughs> yeah. houses, like, just built into the side of the hills and stuff. Yeah, kind of like if you're heading towards Butterfield Canyon. Yeah, yeah. Kind of back up in there. Yeah, and it, well, and what blows me away is I see these houses going up, because... I've got clients who are building in there, and it's like, you do know seven, eight years ago, this whole mountain was on fire, and it's very likely that it could happen again, and you're putting your house right there. That always... Yeah, see, to me, if I was going to build a house up there on the side of that mountain, I would buy enough land away from my house that I could just dig a giant fire break. And clear it. And just, yeah, just do a, a full clearance with a fire break, like a like a big, huge fire break, and just leave it so that I would potentially have a much better chance of my house not burning down yeah well that always, yeah that always I see, I see that and it's like oof. there's pools out there too in some of those houses a lot of those houses have pools swimming pools in the back of them mm-hmm. there's a house just down the road over off of cougar lane in west jordan across 62nd from us like i don't know six blocks in that has a fucking pool in the backyard like an in-ground pool heated mm-hmm. in-ground pool which i just think is weird in the state of utah to have a heated in-ground pool there's a few. I don't. You don't see a lot, but you just see them from time to time. Yeah, I get just because our season's so short. I mean, you really do have to have a heated pool. I don't think you could get away with not heating it. Yeah, that'd be a pain to drain and all that kind of stuff. Well, even like an outdoor pool, like a, a non-heated outdoor pool, like it wouldn't get warm until August. Not a big one. 
That's true. Think about how cold your fucking above ground one was, and it just sat with the same water in it, right? Mm-hmm. So. During the summer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Bree, what about you? What's your favorite thing? What about Utah? Yeah. I don't know. Um, I think maybe it's the sense of community. Um, unfortunately, it, it, it can be a bad thing because the reason a lot of people think that we should turn down the, the Medicaid money and stuff is because, or the Medicare money is because, um, we do okay here. But, um, the reason that we do okay here is, is oddly enough, it's, it's the LDS culture. Um, they take care of everybody and they make sure that everybody's doing well and, and they help them financially and with food and with raising kids and, and there's a big sense of, of family and belonging and it makes for a really friendly place to be, a, a safe place to be. Um, we still have some of the safest streets, some of the safest communities. Um, even our roughest places aren't, you know, they're more safe than some of the safest places in, in some of the other parts of the country. Um, so I think, I think our sense of community and, and being attached to the state, because you'll, you'll notice a lot of the people that we've interviewed and talked to, um, including the four of us, um, we talk a lot about the land and, and the cool things that are here that keep us here. There's not a lot of people that say, well, I'm here because my family's here. I'm here because my wife's family's here. They're here because of something really cool about Utah. And, and the mountains are cool and the landscape is cool. But there's a culture here that, that I, I just, I don't hear anybody else talking about any place else. I'd have to agree. And, and we've had a lot of our guests who, who come from, other countries or even other states or have spent time in other states. And they've kind of said the same thing that we joke about Stabbington and all of that kind of stuff. And they're like, you guys have no idea how safe it is to be in this area. Yeah. I mean, it really is it's a very safe place. And I think, you know, we've had guests to say like with sense of community, we've had guests say, go talk to someone, talk to someone who lives in the state because we're very friendly people. We're very nice people. We'll tell you anything you want to know. Um, you know, we'll, we'll tell you how bad abortions are and, uh, no, but seriously, like the people here are, are genuinely nice. Um, they're a little judgmental, I think, uh, there's at least on the, it's funny cause the LDS people here to me, having been in other places where there's LDS, uh, communities, um, communities um, big or small in the state of Utah in particular in the Salt Lake and like Utah valleys. Um, there's, there's, um, there is a, a, a sense of a little bit of judgmentalness that comes from it's a kind lot of, of entitlement. Yeah. From, from a lot of LDS folks, it's not across the board, uh, by any stretch of the imagination, but you do get the impression that, um, that that exists, um, and that they do, that, that some folks do judge you and there's plenty that don't, but I also get like this, I also get this sense of it's probably worse if you're in the church. Like if you are a member of the LDS faith, um, the judgment that occurs inside of the church amongst its members is probably a little bit heavier here than it is elsewhere. Um, but that's just that's just what I see uh, from people I know that go to church on a, a weekly basis and and how they interact with folks around them. So um, that's just my opinion, though. 
Jess, what about you? What's your favorite thing about Utah? You've been, you lived in New Jersey. I did live in New Jersey for six <laughs> you, years. You came back here like as an adult, like Jeremy didn't live anywhere else yeah. as an adult, really. Yeah, I moved there when I was 20. Yeah, and for six years, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. that's what you said. Six years, and then you came back. I did. Because you wanted to. Yes, and now it's been 11 years. Are you going to leave again? No. Why would I leave? I have a house. Well, I don't know. Lots of people have houses. <laughs> She's got lots of cakes to make. She's not going anywhere. Yeah. No. <laughs> you need to open up a freaking bakery. Quit your job at the Volkswagen dealership. People uh, can bring no. you. People can bring you porn and socks at the at the the bakery. I highly doubt that they would, and I do not need to open a bakery. <laughs> Why not? Do you just not like it that much? Like, is it just like a fun hobby? But you would never want to do it for a living. I never wanted to open a bakery. That was never a goal. Ever. So this cake thing that you've backed into is just totally by accident and not really loved? 15 years of backing into something? <laughs> sure. But do you love doing it, like, week in and week out, or is it... Um, it depends. I'm, I rarely am excited when I take an order. It's not until it starts coming together that then I get excited. It does feel like you've gotten busy over the last couple of years, though. I definitely have been the busiest I've ever been. That's good, though. That's probably a sign, too, of, of, a, of a better of, a, of an economy as well, right? I don't know because how that's paying, gauged. <laughs> well, they're paying for us. I mean, like, when you're, when you're worried about job security, when you're worried about income security, spending extra money on a custom cake like that is probably less of a less of a reality for most people like they just don't that's that's an expenditure that they go you know instead of paying for that i'll go buy a shitty store cake or i'll just make a cake at home that's not you know all that fancy i'm just gonna throw a box cake in the oven and throw a jar of frosting on it because my kid's not gonna a know jar two that's what you like but to order a specialty <laughs> cake like that's probably to me that's a sign of a of a fairly decent economy and a fairly secure uh, economy in terms of the way people operate, but that's again, that's my opinion. Um, but yeah, you have been really busy with cakes. Like I, I don't know, I see new cakes every week out of you. Who knew that you saw them? Didn't even I, know. Occasionally, occasionally, I look at the Instagrams when I take shit. <laughs> that's when I see them. So I, I just want you to know, I don't equate your cakes with shit. That's just when I view them. It's apparently, that they go <laughs> hand in hand. <laughs> I still want a pretty decorated cake for myself at some point. I'm still still lobbying for it because the cake was good that we had, but there wasn't like there wasn't like crazy crazy decorations like a fucking unicorn on top or a like a stabby knife in it on one corner and you know. I have another one of those coming up. How many of the, how many of those fucking cakes have you made, by the way? The, like, four, uh, this one the four will be the fourth. Four cakes? This one will be the fourth. Is it the same as the others, or they want to change it up a little mm-hmm. bit? Every single one of them have been different. But you're doing them all in like basically four. Mm-hmm. That's just four a, horror film quadrants. It's really cool. I like. Oh, I didn't. Did, did I talk about the square cake last week? Because you mostly do round cakes, and you did a square cake for that wedding. We I talked about a, it. I did do a square cake for a wedding. We talked about it, right? That was the cake that the, the the gay couple, and they're eating it across the... Isn't that the one where they're like, they took it with them and they're no, eating it? No, their cake was round. Oh. <laughs> I'm confused because you see you make so many that cakes. That was an, another wedding me. cake. Yeah. To be fair. I don't do a lot of weddings, though. Weddings are too stressful. 
To be fair, I don't you, want to ruin anyone's day. You, you you make a lot of cakes, and I'm not very observant. So, but I'm I'm still curious. What's your favorite thing about Utah? I know it's not making cakes. <laughs> <laughs> I I don't know. I'm pretty some simplistic in the way that I look at things, just because I look at everything that's around me, and so. Like one day it could just be taking a three-hour drive to Bear Lake just to eat a steak or... Wait, well, what? Yeah. You would take a three-hour drive to Bear Lake to I get did a steak? I did mm-hmm. Yeah. This steak cannot be that I good. It. It's pretty fantastic. And you didn't do anything else in Bear Lake. You no. just went, ate dinner, and came back. Yeah. Yeah. I did. But... This steak cannot be that good. <laughs> it's really amazing. Um, Where was it at? Was it at that that bear restaurant at the Bear Lake North or whatever it's, it's at called? Cooper's. Yeah, at that place. Bear, yeah, Bear Lake West. It's a bear um, restaurant named Cooper's. I don't fucking know. I just don't know that. Um, but at the same, so for anybody that hasn't been to Utah, most of the valley is laid out in blocks. So it's really easy to navigate. And I, even though I've been back to Utah for 11 years, I love to start at one end of the valley on one east or west and drive the whole entire length of the valley, uh, whether it's 7th East or 13th East or 89. I've driven all the way from Spanish Fork on 89 all the way up. Like, I just, it's something that Jeremy mentioned, like the architecture, driving through Salt Lake. How far Um, far up did you go on 89? I'm curious. Well, that time it was just my house because my car was broken <laughs> and I had to drive 89 to make sure my car was going to make it home. <laughs> but um, it, there's just so much to get lost in, whether you're driving on the back roads from Tooele to Eagle Mountain or and you go past Dugway and... Think I just, about all the people they killed. Or if you drive down the like sheep. the west side of, of Utah Lake that wraps all the way around, you can wrap completely around Utah Lake and make a loop. So I just like I just really like that about and I and the mountains, like it never gets old. Every single morning I wake up and well right now it's too dark in the morning when I go to work, but seeing Lone Peak, seeing uh, Timbinogus, Squaw Peak, like every morning. It has not gotten old in 11 years at all. Was it new when you came back? Did it feel new? No, like you don't forget it. I mean, New Jersey's different because it's all trees. <laughs> There's, I don't even have a tree in my yard, like where I live. This is what, this is what, this is But yeah, you know, it's just, but. I mean, in New Jersey, in 30 minutes, you're in New York City, in the mountains, or on the beach, or in the countryside, yeah. so... Well, and the thing about New Jersey, like, I didn't realize this until I'd been there, and I drove a lot in New Jersey. It's called the Garden State. Like, that's the nickname. The reason it's called the Garden State it's is because stunning. it's super yeah. fucking green. If you get away from shitty Newark um, <laughs> and, and get into the rest of the state, it doesn't smell bad, and it's really cool. Which is really, state. like, just, like... 10 minutes yeah, it's like 10 it's like 10 15 miles from the <laughs> airport but it's that whole 15 miles is just god awful smell wise i don't ever remember I it don't, smelling but I, and it, the only like, smell i remember is coming through the lincoln tunnel <laughs> going into new york city but and i love that everybody hates that smell but it's i love i love the city it's my favorite city so i like chicago if, if i want big city like i actually prefer new york is chicago magical 
but we're not talking about New York or no. Chicago. We're talking about Utah. That's 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 cool. I like I like that. Uh, I know everybody would say go south, but honestly, I'm one of those people that have lived here my whole life and I've never been down south. So, except for to drive to Disneyland well, <laughs> or Vegas, I like it down south, and I I have a lot of parks and monuments to visit. Still, I'm um, too hot to go down there. Yeah, that's, my body temperature is too extreme. That's one issue for me. <laughs> um, but I I. Look, I could probably live in St. George if I really wanted to. It's too hot, but I love it up here. I love the mountains. I love being able to go up into the mountains, go up on a hike, um, that sort of thing. And and I wouldn't trade that for the world. And I I grew up in the mountains. I grew up in Wyoming um, in, you know, a fucking shitty desert worse than Utah. (laughs) But I've, you know, I've lived here half my life now almost. No. I've lived in Utah longer than any other state in my life, and I've lived in a few. Uh, I've been all over the country, but I've actually lived here longer than any other where else in my life, and for half my life, more than half my life here now. That's that's a wow! I haven't ever thought about that. Like literally half my life, I've been in this state now, as and it's all as an adult and all by choice because I've had opportunities to move elsewhere. Uh, I had an opportunity to move to Boston. Um, I've had opportunities to go back home. I've had opportunities to maybe move down to Texas and, uh, I choose to stay because I, I love it. So here. what's your favorite thing? Gosh, it's really tough. I, uh, it's, I guess it's not really that tough. Probably my favorite thing is how close we are to everything. Um, so we've, we've heard guests say it. We really are 30 minutes from everything but the ocean. Um, we have uh, a saltwater. Yeah, but you can get to the ocean in a day. From yeah, there. yeah. Uh, we have a saltwater lake, um, which is, I mean, it's a, the Great Salt Lake is a is a. There's not a lot of inland saltwater bodies anywhere in the world. Like that's a very unique thing environmentally that we have this giant body of salt water. The brine fish will eat your dog, though. So, like the <laughs> the Dead Sea. Dead Sea is a, is a landlocked lake, right? Isn't it a lake, or is it attached to the ocean? Because I guess it has to be if it's a sea. I think it has to be attached to the ocean. It's like the saltiest body of water. But the Great Salt Lake rivals it. And it's an inland body of water. It has no no oceanic tributary, so it's not like the Great Lakes. The Great Lakes, which are fresh water, too, aren't they? Yeah, because uh, they've got an outlet. So yeah. The Salt Lake has no outlet. Yeah, so, so it's, you know, it's just a saltwater lake, and then because of that, we have things that you can't find anywhere else in the world. Salt flats. Like, they, they, they just don't exist. All the world land speed records are broken here in Utah. You know, 45 minutes away from Salt Lake City. Uh, more like an hour and a half, I guess, probably. Um, they're all, because that's where the actual speedway is. <laughs> yeah. But they're, they're, they're all broken there. We have the most beautiful mountains on the planet. I don't give a shit who you are. They are the most beautiful mountains. I, there's, there's, I don't think anything is beautiful in those mountains. Beautiful? Mm, there are some, but you have to go to another country. I mean, yeah. like, uh, But not in America. No, and, and there, it's the heart of the Rockies, man. It's, it is, we are up in the Rockies. I did not know that the Uintas ran east-west. One of the only mountain ranges that do. Yeah, and it's right in the heart of the Rockies, a mountain range that runs north-south the entire length of the United States from Mexico through Canada. And there's a range right here in the Wasatch Front that runs east-west. That's really fucking cool. That is a really cool thing. The The features physically of, of this area are great. You know, Utah Lake's one of the largest fresh body uh, lakes in the, the country. It's right here in the state of Utah. 
it's probably not a place I'd ever really go swimming, but <laughs> <laughs> you know. So it's for for me that's a that's a that's a big thing. And I'm not I'm not a fisherman. I'm not a hunter. But there's so much to do so close by. There's there's rolling sand dunes. There's there's high desert. Uh, there's the red rocks. There's mountains. There's forest. There's you know rivers and lakes. There's really not anything like I said other than open ocean that you can't get to within about half an hour. Um, and that's that's a there's not a lot of places on earth like that, and so that's that's one that's probably why I love Utah the most. Um, I do have to agree with with Bree. I, I think the sense of community in the state actually is good. It's a very safe place to live. As much as we joke about gangland, um, and we talked last week about the ridiculous number of officer involved shootings, but honestly, you know, if if you look at the number, like. We listened to Sam Gill, and he's like, we had four, and then we had five this year. We had six this year. He's like, we're at this many this year. That's nothing. Go to fucking Chicago. Chicago has more than that in six months. Probably fucking have that in a month, right? When I was going to move to, when I looked at moving to Boston, um, Boston, I'm, I'm like there for a week, right? I'm visiting potential clients that, that I'll be taking over account management of, looking at places to live, um, seeing if it's going to work out. And every night on the news, shooting after shooting after shooting. LA is the same way. You go to LA, there's it's a lot less bad than it used to be in LA, but it's still like this violent crime, this shooting, this thing happened in this neighborhood. And in Salt Lake, like if there's a shooting, it's huge all over the news. It's not like a fucking list of twelve that happened that night in Quincy, right? Mm-hmm. So it is really a safe place to be. It's a great place to raise a family for that. Um, it's not a great place to send your kids to school. <laughs> well, higher education, we're doing yeah. okay, but... But, you know, elementary and high school, fuck 50 kids to a classroom, that's okay. But the higher education in Utah is pretty amazing. Yeah, it's pretty damn good. It's pretty damn good, some of the best in the nation. So anyway, that's that's probably what I love. Um, Jess, what's your least favorite thing about Utah? Because, I mean, we talk about all the good stuff, but... Clearly, there's it's things we don't hot like. In the summertime. <laughs> I can't change that. That's climate. That's all right. That could no. be your least favorite thing. And you can. You we are changing the climate. Do day I have by a day. least favorite thing about Utah that people don't use their blinkers? <laughs> <laughs> so seriously, is the most aggravating thing in my day. Which I it guess is isn't pretty here. bad if that's all that is aggravating. But that is bad here. We have some really shitty drivers. It's because the wrestling coach is the, is the driver's ed teacher. Well, did you guys did you guys see that report actually that came out last week? Utah is actually one of the the speedingest uh, states in the nation. Like I didn't see that. Yeah, we we are one of the worst for speeding. Uh, a lot of a lot of speeding going on here. I'm but, thinking. Uh, you're thinking. Should not we? really anything that that I'm just like. Ugh, I really hate this about Utah. I can't think of anything. Jeremy's yeah, like, Jeremy's like, I got one. I'm, I'll the, go. The road, the road, and the public transportation system. The, the roads, meaning the freeway in general, is always a disaster. But, but more specifically, if you're going north to south, you've got a few different options. But if you're going east to west, it's horrible. And then our public transportation. Now, I know improvements have been made on all of these areas, but we still got a long ways to go. Our, our public transportation. But do you hate it because you need to take it? Why do you hate it? I hate it because I don't... I, where I live, there is no option for me to take right. it. And I would. I'd use it if, if it were 
realistic and feasible. But, but you wouldn't not. be able to get like places fast. No, I don't think it's that. I mean, it's it's literally because I had the same issue. It's wait for a bus that takes you, you know, two hours to get to track station to get anywhere anywhere else. So now you've wasted literally three to four hours just just well, one way, and then you've got to turn around and come back. No, I'm just asking like personally how it affects you. Like if I was like I hate the air because I have lung problems, like. Well, or I, I have sinus af- problems. I so. think it affects us because so many people can't use it. Well, and I think it does It does create air quality problems. Like, I know we talk about some of the other issues with air quality, but cars are a big contributing factor in the fact that we don't have a good enough public transit system. I was thinking on a personal it. level. I would like to traffic. use it, <laughs> but it makes zero sense for me, my job, and what I do. Your kids couldn't really use it either, could they? Didn't make sense for them. So, so there's an exception to that. Julia will take it to go to school, and we'll pick her up at the track station because she'll take tracks to Roy and then transfer to something. And probably the front instead of driving her car all the way down for Roy. So, so that helps. However, to be realistic, she could be here in thirty to forty minutes if she drives, or it's an hour and forty-five minutes if she takes public transportation. An hour and forty-five minutes isn't bad. So, I will say that the front runner stuff has really improved the transit from. The top of the wasp right. front to the bottom. Because they just started a trolley in Clearfield and Leighton. Because it used to take Cassie an hour and a half to two hours just to get from Draper to our well, house. And, and, and you're telling me that your daughter can get from Weber to your house in that well, amount of time. Not to his house all the way, but close. Yeah. But so one thing I one thing that's the, the that I'll say with what you were saying, Jeremy, that the east west is really a problem. So let's let's take Bree for example. She works downtown. Right, downtown is like the hub of the best bus schedule. Shit's running every 15 minutes. There's like 5 million tracks, trains running, different lines running. I'm literally a block and a half from one. Yeah, like it makes sense for her to take tracks to work. However, for her to get to the track station, she was just taking public transit. The closest bus stop's just up the street, right? We're right on the back of a major street where there's a bus. Bus runs, I think, once every half hour during peak times. Yeah. And takes 45 minutes to get to fashion place station uh which is the track station she would go to then she has to wait to get on tracks once she gets on tracks so the way to get on tracks like our tracks runs every what is it 15 minutes i think most of the lines it depends on when it runs some are um, quicker than that typically during peak times it's morning, like every it's 10 more yeah every five to ten and it depends on the line obviously because there's so many of them now but so she that's not the big deal but then she gets sometimes so it's taking her over an hour hour and a half probably ish commute to get all the way to her office mm-hmm. She can drive there in less than 30 minutes. If it's a really busy traffic day, what, 35, 40 minutes? Yeah, and, and you know, when you're, like, I take my lunch and I have my purse and, you know, if you're you're taking anything, it's it's just, it's it's not handy to be standing there waiting. Well, like, it's not bad once you're on the transportation, but if I have to stand and wait for the bus for 25 minutes or stand and wait for tracks and then... We don't have shelters. Well, like, look at all of our bus stops. We have terrible winter weather. We just have a fucking... And it's a post. A post on a sidewalk that's not even probably plowed. You know, and so there are people that are standing there in two feet of snow with no protection. Most people who are taking public transit are poor. They're probably taking their lunch and they have back... You know, they've got a bunch of crap and you're just standing there. And I used to have to take the bus from Magna out to the east side, and it was a two and a half hour four transfer journey. So that's part of the problem. Also, is 
with your statement, if they're taking public transportation, they're probably poor. And I agree. It's too bad that that's the way it is because mm-hmm. if it were different, I would take it. Well, think about this. Look at a look at a place like back east, New York, New Jersey, those, those oh, areas. Even when we were in D.C. D.C., any of those places back east. They've been around for a long time, right? They've had to retrofit mass transit into these fucked up city designs, these circular cities. And, and in doing so, they have created a system like New York, for example, the subway. Most people don't drive in New York. Yeah, I have friends that live there, and they don't even own a car. Yeah, same with Chicago. A lot of people don't even drive or own a car in Chicago. It is a liability to have those things in, in those big cities because... Parking. Parking's expensive, driving's expensive, insurance is expensive, and public transportation is so readily available and easily and accessible. And inexpensive. It's, you, it's pretty expensive to use public transportation still here, too. Yeah, I mean, it cost me five bucks round trip for a day. Like, that's that's pretty rough. Round trip downtown is five bucks. Cost me less than that to go, you know, guess. If I have to pay for parking downtown in Salt Lake, the costs are still reasonable enough that if more than one person's going downtown, it's then it's cheaper, cheaper to, to drive. drive and park. And that's kind of, I mean, that's that's a, that's a blight on the, the public transportation system here. And what drives me bonkers is... This city was planned out. This area was planned out. Like, like, like Jess said, it's on a grid. And they didn't have the foresight to actually think of a good mass transit system. There was a trolley mm-hmm. way, way back when. There mm-hmm. was a trolley that went one, one end to the other. And like I said, I down, that. downtown, public transportation in the downtown area of Salt Lake That's is awesome. pretty good. It's free in most of the downtown area. The buses run every 5 to 10 minutes. Maybe it's 10 to 15 minutes on the, the big cross streets. Uh, and there's a lot of them. So, like, you've got, you know, 2nd South, 3rd South, 4th South. Well, tracks is all And over. I don't know exactly what routes there because I don't live down there anymore. But there's a lot of routes. Out here, I got a bus on 62nd. I got a bus on 54th. I got a bus on 56th West. Nothing in between. Bus. Yeah, it's even worse out, out in Utah Valley. The 801. So that's why I say that's my frustration. And on a personal level, I absolutely would use it if it made sense. If I could go to an appointment, if I could go to my meetings, if I could meet with people and do it with public transportation, or if I lived downtown and everything I did worked downtown and I could but time it that way. It's, it, you have no choice living anywhere outside of downtown. You really have no choice but to drive. You have yeah. to. Yeah, especially if it, you're not like your job isn't get up in the morning and go to work at the same time and come home at the same time every day. It's go to an appointment. Well, it's, you're taking a chance. Okay. Which, which stop do I get off on? How long is it going to take me to walk from the stop to where I'm going? Because it's, they're not close and they're not convenient. And they're, it's really hard to read, like even to just figure out Cassie's stuff before they built the new stop that's right behind Juan Diego, you know, to just figure out exactly where she should, what, what bus she should take to which stop that would get her the the best way was kind of hard to figure out. Jess, you think anything else you dislike? I didn't get to say what I dislike. Well, I'm going back to Jess to see if she's gotten any juices flowing on things she hates about After Utah. After my public <laughs> transportation. Because <laughs> I don't hate anything. Well, I, I'm still uh, thinking. You guys can do your answers. Okay, now it's your turn, Bree. Well, we mentioned... Thanks for waiting patiently. Shut up. We mentioned... So, um, I want you to go ahead and give yours now. <coughs> I can't Are you see, done? I can't see you through the done? microphone, so you can give me all the dirty looks you want. Damn it. <laughs> can you fix your microphone, Jeremy, so I don't have to look at the dirty looks? 
Um, so we, we kind of touched on, on, uh, the bad education a little bit semi jokingly, but that really is kind of a pet peeve for me. Um, so along with that community thing that I love so much, um, the LDS folks around here tend to have large families and they bear the least amount of burden for those large families. They get a lot of credit for it. Um, and, and you don't get taxed per child. Don't you get, get taxed for your land. Don't get me fucking started on the child tax credit. In our so, so I have friends. I have, I have friends through all of my different kinds of groups of friends. So my older groups of friends, I have a set of friends that don't have kids. Um, Chris's soccer friends, we have a set of friends that don't have kids. Our group of friends, we have a set of friends that don't have kids. And if you ask them all, none of them have any problems with paying into education because an educated society is a better society. The problem is they're paying as much into the education system as somebody that has six kids or eight kids. I don't think that that's fair. I think that part of your burden, if, if you're planning out your family, you should have to bear a greater burden. Your family puts a greater stress on on our education system. And furthermore, like Chris mentioned, these these classroom sizes, we because people can have as many kids as they want and they they don't pay any more into it. They don't they don't think about it. They also don't send their kid their kids to school prepared and teachers front a lot of that because they can't do a lot of that. We end up short on on books, on on school supplies, we have stressed out teachers who have huge classes and and what goes along with that community values that makes things good is I feel like a lot of the parents around here also feel like their teachers are responsible for um, too much. Your teacher, the teachers, when you go to school, they're responsible for your education, your curriculum, but you should already be going there with a supportive family. Your family needs to be supportive of those teachers and, and help with homework and help, um, with disciplinary issues and stuff. And I don't think that happens a lot around here. I think that everybody thinks, when the kid's not in my sight, you know, they're great and they're wonderful and they're doing what they're supposed to be doing and they don't take enough onus on themselves that perhaps their child could could do something wrong. So we put a, this huge stress on our school systems, but we don't put enough funds in it to make it worthwhile. So we have crappy teachers or stressed out teachers or teachers who are just burning out way too soon and moving into different um different areas and and our kids suffer for it it's it's not anything else but that but our kids literally are suffering from lack of education Jess do you have anything (laughs) sorry I zoned out come back to me I I guess that was boring no No, I don't think you're boring I I think you said it well I don't know if there's more to say I mean I think we've talked about education at length, too. Um, we, we suck at it. I mean, we have teachers that bust their ass and just don't have the resources. Um, also, uh, opinion question one. It um, doesn't fucking matter what you do. You can vote for it, you can not vote for it. 
It's going to, if you vote for it and you say yes, we're going to get a 10 cent gas tax. You can't be mad that it doesn't go to education. Yeah. Though. What the because fuck Because it's you probably for? not going to because we have to change our laws for it to yeah. be able to go to education. There is a law that says it specifically is meant for it, it's transportation. A, it's not just a law. It's part of the constitution, isn't it? Yeah. 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 So it's not, because if it's just a law, it's pretty easy to change. A constitutional amendment means. Somebody like posted the whole thing. So, you know, those constitutional amendment A, B, and C that you're going to vote on this year, that's what would have to happen. You would have to vote to approve a constitutional amendment. So in two years, when we have another election, uh, well, maybe next year, if the legislator really got off its ass and did it, but I don't think they will. But probably what will happen is you'll get a 10 cent gas tax that will all go to roads, which we probably need it. Um, but yeah, uh, I don't have a problem for that, but with the guy, but I don't like the guys that it's going towards education because I see a lot of people out there posting, you better vote for one because our kids need it and, and teachers posting that. And I don't know how many of them are informed enough. They're not. And to be clear, the, the basis for opinion question one, it was originally a proposition and then they went, fuck, we can't make this a law because it goes against the constitution. So it has to be an opinion question. And now it's a stupid resolution opinion question. They don't have to do anything off of it. The only thing that I can say is if it gets voted for and, and everyone votes in favor of it, what's going to happen is the legislature will see that as an, okay, you can tax us more on gas. We're not going to bitch. And they're going to increase gas tax probably. I, I, I hope what it means is that maybe they'll see that a lot of people want it and maybe they'll make a constitutional amendment that or, we can have some of that tax go to education. Or maybe they could just fucking spend some of the surplus on education. That or tax things that actually matter, like stop taxing alcohol so much. It's not the biggest commodity around here. Or use some of the surplus that we have. They it's don't true. have to raise taxes in order to pay for public education more. We have a budget surplus in this state. We don't have to increase taxes. Now, there is something to be said about being fiscally responsible and saving some of it for a rainy day. Um, but there's also something to be said about deciding, you know what? All of our fucking teachers quit and leave the state within five years of being here. We should probably fix that. We should probably not be at the bottom of the nation in per-pupil spending. Yeah, who wants and, to be behind like Alabama? Sixth <laughs> in the nation, like, in terms of the worst teacher salaries. Like, we should probably be a little more competitive than that since a third of our population are kids. One third. So that, how's that for more talk, Bree? Do you feel better? Well, it wasn't that. It was that I made, I made Jess so no. You didn't. No. It wasn't you. No. Jess is Jess is involved in something. She's been involved. I am. Look like I it, told you. You hurt my feelings. And it's still carrying over. You gotta get past yeah. that shit. I'm not worth it. <laughs> <laughs> I spend two hours with you every week. I will remember that. That I'm not worth it. You should remember that. Yeah, you are. Or just next time, instead of letting him do that, just say, "I want to tell you about my weekend." Nope. You ready to talk yeah, about the pod administrator. You ready to well, talk about it now? Like I said, what you're not going to let me talk about my thing? You just tell him you need to talk about your thing. Jess, I think we need to talk this out. Blinkers. That's the only thing I can think of. Blinkers. You know, you can really fix don't. that if you get some blinker fluid. <laughs> well, mine work just fine. Well, if they stop working, you can just get I some blinker fluid. I still say we should get like electronic signs that you can read in rearview mirrors that are like. You're a dumbass. Use your freaking blinker. Or the speed limit is 45. Or you're in the wrong lane. Oh, you or, do not need to yell sorry. each time you start those. Sorry. That's loud. It was funny today. I was on the freeway going home and there was a cop 
And so everybody was freaking out, but he was going 80 and then he moved over and, and slowed down. And then I passed him and then everybody else was like, Oh, he didn't pull her over. And so then a whole bunch of people passed him. Like you guys are so dumb. I'm fucking hate when cops do that. He was, no, he was just, he was driving and then he needed to move over an exit. And so he moved over and, and he had to slow down cause he moved into slower lanes. And then everybody was like afraid to, pass him again and I'm like he was just going 80 folks he's not pulling you over so my least favorite thing about you we don't care okay moving along right along uh okay so um, <laughs> my least favorite thing about Utah so um is actually the church's political involvement oh. so I like the church as, as part of Utah it's part of why Utah is able to have a budget surplus it's why we're able to piss on the poor people from a government standpoint because the church actually walks that Republican line. I've talked about it plenty of times, but what I do have a problem with is I, I have lived in a bunch of other places and in no other place that I've lived or been, um, do I see such a heavy involvement by a religious organization in the political landscape of a local government. Certainly churches tell their constituents the ways that they should vote. Most churches don't spend the kind of money that the LDS church has fighting stuff, not only in this state, in other states. So remember Prop 8 in California, um, but the church is also heavily involved in the legislative body of this state. So because of the preponderance of church members that are here, I expect some influence. Right? Like, I expect the church to have influence in the, the way that the LDS religion thinks to have influence on the way laws are made and public perception occurs inside of this state. What I have a problem with is I know for a fact that those legislatures meet with church officials, not on the record. They're just meeting with their church officials. And policy is decided in some of those meetings based on what the church says. None of this is is open. None of this is like, hey, yeah, we come out on the legislative floor. This is how you're going to do things. But when uh, you have a meeting like for Proposition 2, right? The the legislature finally sees, holy shit, the public's going to fucking vote for medical marijuana. We haven't been able to do shit for eight fucking years. Uh, let's figure something out. And there's a closed door meeting. They come up with the plan. No one says who was there. But in the fucking background, when they're making this press announcement, who's there? Some church leadership, some LDS church leadership. And no, I'm not going to fucking call you the church, motherfuckers. All right? <laughs> you're LDS. You're Mormons. You're church leadership. You're the church sometimes. But I'm not going to say the full name because it's a pain in the ass. And I don't need to subscribe to that because you are Mormons. You're the LDS church. That's just what you are. Get over it. <laughs> Sorry. That was a little bit of a tirade. I think that name change thing is still... They know nothing about corporate branding is all I'm saying for being a giant corporation but it is it does bother me it bothers me a lot it's not the liquor laws don't bother me the liquor what bothers me about the liquor laws is they're being written by people who don't drink who've never drank who think it's and, the devil yeah and to think it's it's but more so than that they're not written by those people they're just passed by those people because church leaders hand them a bill and say this is what we want uh in one fashion or another Sometimes it's probably that direct. Um, and then they, you know, sponsor it and they vote for it. That's where my problem lies. Is I think there is too heavy of a hand of church influence in our local government. Well, and with all that influence, it, it bothers me. The tax exempt status bugs me um, because you, the whole point of it is 
that you stay out of that, and that's why you you get to be tax exempt. Churches should not be tax exempt. Period. End of story. They they are all, and, and I'm not even just saying you're right. Like the Catholic Church and they they all have their say, and they all make political commentary. And I don't know. You, yeah, if you right. turn the tables and try to pass any sort of government on the church, mm-hmm. all hell breaks loose. You have no right of asking for their books and asking them to report to anybody. And so it's very much so a one-sided story. Don't confuse my dislike of the church's involvement in politics, direct involvement in politics as saying that I think our laws are horrible here because they're not. We have okay laws and our liquor laws are not the worst in the country. There are places that are way fucking crazier. Well, and because of our liquor laws, we have some of these cool um, breweries yeah. and distilleries, distilleries that are popping and stuff. Up, like so. Lynchburg, they probably have one of the worst liquor laws. Uh, yeah, the, I mean, it's a dry, dry, <laughs> dry town. Well, like Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania has very similar laws to us. You know, you can't buy beer in a grocery store in Pennsylvania. You can only go to a state-run liquor store to buy beer. So we're not the worst. We're not the worst. They don't just have three two beer though. It's all and their liquor stores. Well, we are, we might not have that for very much longer. And their liquor stores are capable of handling uh, larger beer. But we've talked to people that have said, uh, "Look, uh, that three two law might not change because of the lobbying power of some of the local brewers that want to keep the bigger companies out so they can get bigger market share." Something to be said there, but I still think that law needs to change. But uh, with all alcohol laws in this state, if we get one thing, they take a different one away. Just keep that in mind. I have yet to see a law in half of my life, which has been spent in Utah. I've yet to be yet to see a law for anything to do with alcohol consumption in this state that does not add something when they take something away. One step forward, two steps back. Uh, it's usually like a side-by-side. Like, uh, they don't always take two steps back. The Zion Curtain was clearly like 15 steps back, and their fix to that was was probably like half a step forward. <laughs> so Well, and, and in the midst of it all, which we don't have to rehash it, but some really amazing places went out of business because of all that garbage. Yeah. Did you guys hear the New Yorker closed? No, no really? Yeah, I did hear that. 40 years of business. Why? Because they had a hepatitis outbreak oh fuck that's all it takes that's how frat well and that's like this is one thing that like a lot of people don't understand about the restaurant injury injury the restaurant injury (laughs) uh write that down the restaurant industry it's the margins are really thin in the restaurant industry well the so it was three partners it was the gentleman who was murdered in that house fire like a year or two ago um, one other gentleman who had passed away. So it's all the, is it the gastronomy? Is that what they, yeah, gastronomy. yeah. So there was only one gentleman left and he decided that he was done. So, yeah, well, and that's the market street is owned by the same folks. Um, but that, that can happen. So the New Yorker, those of you that don't know what it was, it was a steakhouse, a, a locally run steakhouse. It like was not a chain. Forties interior. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like really old place been yeah. around, like you said, for a long time. Actually um, even older. But yeah, hep C. You have a hepatitis outbreak in a restaurant where you have, you know, one employee that doesn't wash their hands properly and gets a whole bunch of people uh, with a with a uh, lifelong illness that you can't get rid of. Um, people don't go back, uh, and that's a that's a tough thing. And even if people do go back, the hit you take financially for a couple of months, most restaurants can't survive. That's that's the kind of thin margins they actually run on. Um, so just 
Think about that next time you go to a restaurant. Like they're they're not making a lot of money on you. They're they're really not. Buy an extra drink. They make some money there, and tip your server well because they get paid like shit. Two thirteen. Yeah, two dollars and thirteen. I thought it was two seventeen. Hmm. Is it two thirteen an hour? Last time I waited tables, it was two thirteen. Yeah, and this is how it works. By the way, in case you guys are curious, because you have we talked about this before? I don't yes. fucking care. I'm going to do it anyway. So if you are a waiter or waitress in the state of Utah, there are a few, there are other states like this, but uh, your minimum wage is not actually a minimum wage. It's $2.13 an hour, uh, according to Jess, who's had that wage before, probably. For a long time. <laughs> and so the way it works is technically, um, you if you don't make tips that equate to whatever the current minimum wage is, so in this case, it's seven fifty now, seven twenty five. I don't know, whatever it is, $7 and something cents, below the poverty line, basically. If you don't make at least that uh, in tips and your base, which is 213 plus tips, then the restaurant actually has to make up that difference. They actually have to pay you the difference to make minimum wage. So the next time you decide that your server is a little cranky, you don't fucking give her a decent tip because you're an asshole. Or him. Or him, sorry, him or her. Uh, and you're an asshole and don't leave a decent tip or you're a fuckwad and you put a dollar under a glass of water. Um just keep in mind that you basically just pissed in their Cheerios for the day because that, I mean, they don't fucking make anything. They probably made less than a minimum wage that hour thanks to you. Just and keep that they don't mind. ever see checks, by the way, because it just goes to taxes oh, yeah. and insurance yeah. if they are allowed that many hours. Yeah. So it's, it's, uh, it's, it's pretty garbage. It really sucks for them. Um, so just keep that in mind next time you go out. Um, 20%, motherfuckers. It's not that hard. It's not that hard. Uh, hey, you know, I was thinking, since we were talking about public transportation and the cool app that they have in New Orleans for their public transportation, I don't know if Salt Lake has something like this, but all you had to do is log on, pick your fare, and then you just show when you log on. It's like $1.25, and it just charges your credit card, and you just show them and hop on. Yeah, I don't know. It if was rad. I, I think some of our buses are equipped to do that now, um, but I don't know if they all are. Um Honestly, this is the other thing. Fucking taking rideshare sometimes is more efficient and cheaper than fucking public mm-hmm. transit in Utah. That's crazy. And then rideshare, I mean Uber and Lyft, those types of things. UTA does have a rideshare, though. Livery. Yeah. It's, it's called little, livery. It's a little different thing. Those big old vans. Yeah. Your whole neighborhood carpools to... Those, like, <laughs> three people in them. Yeah. I've never had to ride one. But yeah, it is usually like three or four people in the whole thing. Mm-hmm. This fucking huge 19-passenger van, and there's three people in it. Maybe you could just hit a, hit a ride with the prison bus. There's always lots of people in that. Uh, I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. Um, okay, so w- one other one other question, and this I know we didn't do this one. So what is something about Utah that each of you secretly love, but you don't you don't want to admit that you love it? Or you wouldn't normally admit that you love it. So I'll start with mine. So I actually secretly love um, the Utah, the, the LDS church's involvement in the community in Utah. That's not a secret. You've talked about it before. Yeah, but... <laughs> <laughs> a lot. I also hate on them a lot. And so it's kind of like that... It's kind of like that dirty secret. It's like liking Nickelback. Like everyone, <laughs> everyone like actually, everyone actually likes Nickelback, but no one wants to admit to liking because Nickelback. Their concerts always get sold out, so still, people like them. Yeah, they still fucking sell thirty thousand seat arenas. So clearly, they have a fan base, but no one will say, "Oh yeah, I, I, I like, like them. them." I do too. I, I do too, but I don't. I'm not outwardly like, "Yeah, Nickelback's the best." And I don't think the LDS <laughs> Church is the best. Um, but like I said, they're 
their social programs, what they do for the community, uh, is is huge. Um, it, it makes a big impact on our community as a whole, on our state, um, on the way that our state can run. Uh, and without them, it would be a very different place. And I, I don't know if it would be as fun of a place to live, to be quite honest. So for me, <laughs> no, I, I mean, really, like, a fun think about it. There'd probably be more, the church. There'd probably be more Native Americans here um, because they wouldn't have been all killed by the LDS. <laughs> Well, the Catholics were here before the Mormons were. <laughs> maybe it would be anybody. the well, maybe it would be the capital you know. of, but, but of the Catholic. Seriously, some of the stuff that the, if you think about this, like some of the stuff that the Mormon Church has done from a uh, a long term sort of political. I this was like a love thing, like it, something that you love about Utah that you don't want to admit. Not another. I do. I love the the church's involvement in the state of Utah, and so I'm just saying, like, okay. So some of the stuff that the Utah has done to form as a state and over the years with the federal government is because the LDS church has said, hmm, we don't want to do that. And so the state of Utah said, hmm, we don't want to do that until we absolutely had to do certain things. Um, and I, that's, that's a unique characteristic. I kind of like it. Um, I still don't like the church all that much. It's but. their setting apart attitude, I think. So, um, Jess... Do you need more time? I'm not yeah. going to let you skip this one, though. You're going to have to think I didn't something. skip the last one. I told you. I no, hate that blinkers. people don't use their blinkers. <laughs> it makes me so angry. So angry. That is the only time I get... Well, it's one of the only times I get road rage. Yeah, like, you're getting I riled up right now. You're not even in the fucking car and you have rage. <laughs> don't use their blinkers. It takes two seconds. I know. I just want to go up to the person and be like, your car is broken. You should take it back. <laughs> I don't think it's their car. So, Bree, how about you? Uh, something that I secretly love. Uh, that you maybe wouldn't want to admit to people. The Osmonds. Hmm. No, I don't like the Osmonds. You sure? That Donnie man, his hair is looking pretty fly. Uh, they're, they're finally quitting their Vegas residency yeah. after like 11 years. Dude, I don't know how you quit um, that. I, I don't need know it how back you quit Zion. that. Fuck that. I don't know how you quit that. That's so much money. For for two people that would probably and not they be just go like fly down like for the day they don't have to live down there. Mm-hmm. That's so much money. It's probably it's the same thing. It's the same thing I just said. I just like how cheesy it. Is. I'm a cheesy traditional person, and our state is pretty traditional because of of the conservativeness of of the church. Um, I like that. I I like all the cheese that goes along with it. Being an only child and and pretty much hating my family. Um, it's it's kind of a weird thing, but I I like 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 Jeremy when your when your wife does all those cute little like Disney things. Like I'm sure that there are some people who are like what a waste of time. I think it's awesome. I think it's fun and it's cheesy and it's something that your kids will remember forever. Forever and maybe a new tradition that they do when they grow up. Um, I like things like that. I like that is a very Utah thing. Actually. It is, and and I like starting kind of new traditions. So, I, a tradition has to start somewhere. And I Pinterest was probably started in Utah. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, like so, like like the picture thing that I started with my girls and the ornament thing that I started with my girls. I kind of hope that that that's something when they go off on their own that maybe they they carry on. Um, and Chris and I kind of 
he doesn't have tons and tons of traditions. And so the ones that he does have, we've incorporated and we've, we've brought into our family and, and I like that. Like Eskimo kisses. No, like clam chowder, (laughs) Dorcas. Anyway. uh, So I like, I like the tradition of, of this community and it makes, it makes it feel like home everywhere because everywhere you go, somebody's got these, these great, great traditions that you can kind of fall into and, and learn a little bit about their family. Jess. I'm still thinking. Jeremy. I like fry sauce. <laughs> and I like cheese fries. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but that's not something. But they have to be from the training table and they close. Just closed. It's an Indian place now. The one by Cottonwood. The one by me is the... Oh, the Mexican place that was on Redwood. That Betos? No, 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 no. The Gualbertos? No. Gualbertos? No, it's its own. It's Senor its, Betos? It's its own. Betos? <laughs> By the way, these are <laughs> all real. Betos? These are all they're real all names, names, and they're all different names for the same fucking illegal franchise. No, it's the it's the Mexican restaurant that used to be right by La Frontera. No, it's La its Luna. own. It's its own one and only locally owned. Anyway, they bought the one. Ami uh, amigo. What? I'm no. just making shit up. I don't know. <laughs> so it's a Mexican restaurant now. But cheese fries and fry sauce. Anyway, cheese fries and fry sauce. Those are secretive. That's a real answer. For me? Yeah. yeah. I don't, how often have I told you I like fry sauce or cheese fries? Never. This is the first time I've There you go. I've I never eat. actually seen you eat either of them either. Well, one's because training table's closed, but two, I like fry sauce. Yeah? What about cheese fries? I don't fries? think we've ever gone anywhere like where we eat <laughs> fries. And stuff. I don't either. Yeah, we have. Fucking been to like hoppers and like, they always get like a sandwich or a burger, at least one of them, and they always share their meals. So they don't have fry sauce at those places. Oh yeah, they do. You just gotta ask for it. Or just per make se. your own. You could also ask for cheese but on top of your fries. Or fries, just make your own. The fry sauce from, to be more most specific, from the... Um, Apollo Burger or oh God, that's so Crown good. Burger. or Crown Burger, which is basically the same thing. Their fry sauce. Oh, when we were on the cruise ship, I I made my own fry sauce, and then I sat down at the table, and the girls had just gotten like ketchup, and they just looked at me, and I'm like, "Do you need me to go make you some fry sauce?" And they're like, "Please." <laughs> so I made them fry that's, sauce. That's white Utah's way of being a little less white than like East Coast people. Actually, <laughs> we mix mayonnaise and ketchup. Mayo chip, by the way, same thing. No, or barbecue sauce. That's actually why I like. That's why I like the fry sauce at um, um, Apollo and Crown better, and at Arctic Circle better. It's not just ketchup and mayo. There's there's other. That's what I like about barbecue sauce. Yeah, pickle juice, a little bit of mustard sometimes. So that's much relish. Okay, Jess. I got nothing. I'm so vocal about the things that I like. Nothing. When am I ever like no secretive thing that you're like mm, I really like this, but I don't ever tell anyone about it. I'm sure that there's a lot. Of I things. mean, you did tell us you drove to Bear Lake three hours to Bear Lake for a steak. I wouldn't. I tell, did. I wouldn't tell people that, that steak. It's a filet mignon and it's Kona rubbed and it's amazing. Coffee rubbed filet mignon. Yeah, it's. I eat it every single time up there. It's like twenty five dollars. Had it two times in one day. But <laughs> is this the day you drove three hours just to get it? Because no, that, would that seem was like this summer. No, that was a couple of years ago. I, I took my dad up for dinner for his birthday. I don't, is there like a requirement? Like, do they have to have a certain amount of coffee beans from Kona in order to call it Kona, or can they just it's say where it's, it comes from? Well, I know, but can they just say it's Kona coffee if it's not? How would you know? But that's well, that's where what it's I'm saying. Grown. 
Yeah, but that doesn't... It's like Kobe beef. Look, I could fucking get a can of folders and write Kona on the side of it, but is there and regulation? you would be a terrorist. <laughs> well, I'd be a dick for sure. I'm just wondering if there's... I don't know coffee regulation, so maybe we should ask a coffee Oh, roaster. by the way, that chocolate coffee smells really, really good. Oh, it's good. It's good. I got some chocolate coffee beans from... Oh, uh, uh, from... From... Sam. I buy beans, whole beans from Sam's Club, the Members Mark brand or whatever fucking Sam's Club brand it is, because I get like three or four pounds of beans for like 15 bucks, which is a pretty good deal, and then I grind them myself, freeze them and grind them. There's nothing better than a fresh ground coffee bean. Anyway. Okay, so... Um, What's yours? Oh, you already I said yours. I started. I tried to get... I got the ball rolling. <laughs> I, I don't have anything because I'm pretty vocal about what I like, so... Okay, so the last thing we're going to talk about is Halloween-related topics. It's Halloween tomorrow. <laughs> it is. Are you tired of talking about Halloween things? I can't. I honestly kind of am. Were. We've been talking about That's them why a I put lot. it at the end. <laughs> <laughs> you were so thoughtful, Jess. You're so thoughtful. Sometimes I am. Way more thoughtful not. than this jackass over here. Um, yeah, I I kind of am tired of Halloween. I don't think I haven't decided if I'm going to actually go over to your house tomorrow. It's supposed to rain. It's supposed to be cold. And I don't know if I want to go sit. Oh, in he the doesn't rain. care about the cold. It's the rain. Yeah, I don't want to sit in the rain on your in your front yard. It's all right. I'll be there either way. Did you put the fire pit out front, or oh, did yeah. you just open up the back gate? No, they totally sit in no, the back I have, a, I have a I have a smaller portable one that I put in the driveway, and then I move the cars. I just don't think we're going to... This is the first year, so I, I don't, one, I don't think we're going to have a lot of trick-or-treaters, because we never do, but this is the first year. I'm very proud of myself that I have not opened a bag of Halloween candy prior to Halloween. We still have the one bag we bought. So in the past, we bought two or three bags because we thought, oh, we'll have a lot of kids. No one ever shows up. We have all this fucking candy, but we will we'll open them. We'll start eating them. And I love candy and I can't have it. Like the day after Halloween, I make Brie take it to work so they can put it out at the reception desk. So, so that I can to, fucking eat it. Well, you don't have to go at the reception desk all the time. Like There's no way for me to not go walk by the reception desk. She's making, she's making chubby face. Chubby face, Brie. I love candy. I just can't, I can't not eat it. So, but I'm really proud because we, we kind of, hit it away and we haven't touched it and I've wanted to the last couple days but we have not touched it I'm really impressed with my skills good job does it count that you ate James's uh, nope uh, nope because I wasn't here that was dinner it, kinda it was kind of dinner <laughs> I had a little bit to eat earlier in the day because I got fed my lunch. eyes well, I, it was. I don't think we could have actually eaten dinner. In yeah, because you got there after have. David Kitchen already was there. So and Tim Gill came right on top of him. It was a really late night. Um, but yeah. and I did have food earlier in the day, so I wasn't like dying. People are pretty understanding. You would be surprised. I know, but I just feel like it's the, they're already donating their time, so I struggle with extra time they didn't have to say yes and they did can i tell you i love that picture by the way of of some oh, of them i know they Sam look so cute like in front of james they're so logo happy stuff. it's a great picture like i feel like it should be used in some of their campaigns yeah <laughs> look at these happy people they're shiny and happy shiny happy. <laughs> they want too bad hands, campaign though. season's over oh my God. so this morning at the gym i happened to look up at the tv monitors and there were three Ben McAdams commercials on three different TV stations, all, yeah. and they were all different. And I just wanted to scream. And they're all on the radio. Just think, I'm I'm serious. Just think, the people in Ohio. I've been to Ohio a few times, and in a couple other states in the Midwest. 
So these states that really are, they, they vote one way or the other each year. The number of political ads that occur in these states during election seasons, especially presidential election years, we talked about fucking, that before. I know. Yeah. It's, I, it's like you, unless you experience it, it's really hard to comprehend. Like, because you think about it, like your average, you know, you, you see political ads more often during the news for sure. Um, but like, you might see one Ben McAdams ad in a four slot commercial break. Back east, you see four political ads. I remember growing up in Iowa. Yeah, that's one of the states. Around election time, uh, like that's all you'd get. And back then, you didn't have a DVR, so you just turned the volume down. And yeah, but you couldn't just skip it. But I remember that's all it was. And that's at every channel all day, day after day. Like between after day. your between your fucking Saturday morning cartoons, yeah. and political ads. Like it's just, it's not really that much of an exaggeration. They just use He-Man toys to show you that um, some guy's better than the other. <laughs> and to tell your parents who to vote for. I remember, I remember the Ronald Reagan commercials. <laughs> I just remember Dukakis. For some reason, that election with Michael Dukakis and, and Bush, the first Bush, uh, really stands out. And I don't remember why. Well, the second Bush where he didn't really win, but then four days later he did because of a hanging chad. There was all that crap. Well, the year that Obama was elected... Besides it just being the first black man or whatever, was uh, a project for Cassie that she had to like monitor and make charts and stuff of of the voting, and so like I really remember all of the stuff because we had to keep checking and look like we there wasn't a break at all and and watch it till a certain time and then they were allowed to not do that but that was kind of a cool time to be monitoring it because of everything that was happening. Well, and and uh, that. Most uh, a good chunk of Utah's already voted. Please, if you haven't, go vote. Your vote still counts. It counts more than ever this year. Um, there's a lot of really big things that are on this ballot. Well, there. On, a, on a positive note, last week when we were interviewing Sim, his assistant who was there said that what they already had over 117,000 ballots mailed in, something like that. Yeah, something. It was like, like tw- at least twice as many as you. Yeah, it was. It was. Time. It was like double the number of the last election. So as of October 26, the last midterm, there was only about 2,000 new voters registered. This time, there are 40,000 already. <gasps> That's wow. awesome. So please get out and I'm vote. really hoping it's that really Sean important. is one of those new voters. I keep telling her that she should go, but I don't think she did. It's, it's really important to get out and vote. Um, I can't stress enough. And to tell the people around you to get out and vote, I told a room full of 20 people to get out and vote the other day. Um, I told them, they're, this is how we start making some of these changes. Um, you know, regardless of who you want to vote for, just get out and vote. And I think that's going to do it for the night. Um, if you liked what you hear, please share the episode. That, that helps us a lot. Um, also, uh, go visit our website, thenewutah.com. Lots of cool stuff there. Um, lots of, of local businesses are featured there that, that we like and, and we, we patronize. Uh, there's also One Things, tons of One Things. I was looking at them today. Um, if you want something to do, just go look on our website. There's tons. Uh, Jess does a, a, a pretty dang good job of, of keeping that stuff up to date. Um, and then uh, you can follow us on Twitter at TNU Podcast. We tweet all kinds of events and um, things going on and retweet people. And if you have stuff, tweet at us. Um, if you want to send nudies, DM us. Don't just generally <laughs> tweet it. Um, you know, 
but and we're of age, so you're not gonna have the same Anthony. We're pretty Mina transparent. Problems. Yeah. Put it in the open. It's okay. Right. Remember to check I mean, your bags for needles. What? No check one does. That is such a freaking. No one fucking a, does that. A, that's a urban myth. No one does no, that. No, now they're little pills. Oh, little they're pills. little candies. Yeah, check no, for little pills. That's also an also, urban oh, myth. There was just an article about it yesterday. If I look, let me be honest. If <laughs> I, I find like out, if I find out someone is putting ecstasy in kids' candy, I'm going to that house. So like, I can there's get a little it kid that just—I don't know if he died or if he's in the hospital out of state. That they think it's from Halloween candy, from drugged Halloween candy. Yeah, I just don't. Think I, it's yeah, but it doesn't Utah, happen that often. Utah is one of the safest places to trick or treat, so I'm just throwing that out there. Stop with your bullshit, Jeremy. Okay. Stop trunk or treating people. Oh, I hate that. That's what I hate about Utah: trunk or treating. It's not just Utah, by the way. Stupid. Uh, also, um, if you have an event that you want us to share, let us know. If you want to be on the show, reach out to us. Uh, we're we're constantly looking for guests. We're just usually booked out a few months, um, but uh, yeah, go vote and uh, have a good Halloween. And um, and don't forget to follow your clocks back. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, that's this weekend, huh? <laughs> fucking daylight savings time, so stupid. I like falling back though. I just fucking hate all the daylight savings time. I don't like spring forward, but I like falling back. Oh.